Hi, my name is Eklas Ali, and welcome to the first ever episode of Unrelatable, Unreliable. Basically, this is going to be a podcast where I talk about, like, all the different events happening around the world, and I kind of connect them back to how, in the end, they're, like, social justice matters and social justice issues. But if that doesn't make sense, just stay tuned and listen, and hopefully you'll understand what I'm saying by the end of the podcast or what I mean. So, yeah. First off, I want to start off by saying, like, 2020 has been an extremely draining year, especially for, like, I think people of color and, like, black people and um, specifically, simply because of, like, all of the police brutality and, like, the having to stay home. Like, I know for a lot of people that I know, although this personally hasn't, like, been the case for me, they, like, don't really live in, like, a place that is sustainable enough for, like, everyone in their household to stay home. And them having to stay home through this pandemic has caused them a lot of issues. And I salute anyone who is having, like, the same case and is actually staying home because sometimes public health is more important. Well, all the time public health is more important than, like, your selfish needs to go outside. So if you're one of those people that has been taking this pandemic seriously and, like, has been chilling out I appreciate you first off I know these are kind well they're kind of old topics but like this news kind of never gets old can we talk about the cases of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor like it's actually ridiculous how it took like you know an officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck For, like, certain people to be like, okay, maybe police officers are a problem. When we've been saying this for years. Like, honestly, I think when people hear, like, all all cops are bastards. Or, like, they hear that um, we want to abolish the police system. It's really not what we mean. Like, obviously, there are good people in the bunch. But let me propose this analogy for you. It's kind of how in the same way, like, you you see, in air quotes, a few black people who do start problems. I'm black, by the way. But a few black people who, like, are, like, troublemakers or whatever, and they cause violence. Let's say that's the case. And then you label the whole entire black population as threatening. We're just using the same logic as you, just that in our case... We actually make sense because I think you don't get to choose to be black. So to label the whole group as threatening within itself is a really, really big issue. But you do get to choose your job. And the fact that you decided to be a police officer is your problem. But I'm going to say a cab all freaking day because at the in the end of the day, in the end, in the end or at the end, at the end of the day, regardless of. If you're a good police officer or not, when I see you wear that uniform, when I see that badge on your chest, in my mind, I automatically think, what dangers can this person propose to me? Because this is the way you guys have painted yourself. You killed people who were completely innocent. And even if someone does refuse arrest or like does get violent towards you, the fact that your first instinct is to pull a trigger, there it has to be something wrong with your brain or you've been conditioned 
to the extent that there is something wrong. Because if that is your first instinct and that is the first thing you decide that you want to do, you probably shouldn't be a cop. And the fact that it's so easy and the requirements are so minimal to become a cop is quite concerning. But I digress. Um, It's just really interesting. Like, I am 100% for the whole, like, abolish the police system thing. Because the system as we know it right now can't really be reformed. It kind of has to be abolished and have a new system put into place. I personally believe, like, I personally believe that if we were going to, like, do this all over again and, like, you know, start up the policing system from the ground up, I think that we would have to use, like, more of a community-based approach. Like, for example, let me give you an example. When I was younger, I lived in Wakefield, right? And I remember, and that's in the Bronx for anyone who's, like, wondering, um... I remember, like, whenever I do something dumb outside, people would be like, I'm telling your parents, last." Like, that's, the, that's their first response. And for me, that would, that would always be more threatening than the idea of, oh, I'm going to call the cops. Like, it doesn't make sense. I feel like when a community comes together, because in the end, it takes a community, like, to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a kid. I think that's the same. But, like... If we use more of a community-based approach and in a community where everyone knows everyone, like, I feel like that's way more helpful than having these cops where that, where kids see them, they automatically, like, are scared. I don't know if you guys have seen that video, but there was a video that was going around, and I think, I'm not sure, it was a child, and basically what they asked the cop were like, oh, are you here to shoot us, or are you here to hurt us, or something like that. And I think that's extremely, like, damaging to a child, to have to think the minute that you see a cop, the first thing that you ask yourself is, are they going to hurt me? Are they going to do something to me? It's just like so sad. And it's child. I don't even know. Like it's just draining. Like I really don't understand why is it a debate that, um, the police system needs to be reformed. And the fact that all like clearly all, all lives matter. But all lives can't matter until black lives matter. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like, where's the logic? So, if you're fighting for all lives matter, then why aren't you fighting for black lives matter if that's your cause? And if that's what you care about so deeply? Like, it's like, it's not adding up, sir, ma'am. So, it's like, at some point, eventually, you have to let go of your foolish beliefs and your need to be the center of attention. Cause I feel like anyone who supports all lives matter, you, you just want to be the center of attention in a cause that really needs a lot of, how do you say support right now? If I forgot what I was saying, let me think for a little bit. I'm not sure where I left off, but let's continue. Um, I'm pretty sure I was talking about... What was I talking about? Oh, policing. I don't know. I just feel like it needs to be reformed, and yeah, that's the end of that. Can we also talk about, like, the presidential debate that just happened? 
I think this was like the worst presidential debate ever. Like I remember president was it president Nixon? It was one of these presidents, one of the presidents in like the late 1900s. Um and during a debate they sweated and like I remember like my parents talked about it like all the time. Every time there was a presidential debate, like, in my life, I remember them talking about that. And I wonder what their reaction would have been if they were alive to see this. Like, it's so horrible. It was just honestly such a mess. And, like, tr- um, Trump is a child, so we're not even going to talk about that one. But, like, can we talk about Biden? Like, I wish you guys could see my facial expressions right now. Um, but basically... I really love the way Biden handled a lot of it. Like, besides him telling Trump to shut up because Trump needed to shut up and calling him a clown because he is a clown. Like, um, one part that really got to me was when he was like, he's proud of his son. Because, let's be honest, Hunter Biden did endure a lot. Like, he lost his mother really young and his sister. He lost his brother, which was like his best friend. And I can relate to that because my brother was my best friend. And it's like, when you go through so much... And for and you overcome it, like imagine going through all of that, then turning to drugs because you don't know how to deal with it, and then overcoming that, and then someone making fun of you because you had your own battles and you had your own struggles, and you dealt with you dealt with it in a way that's not necessarily traditional. Like Trump is just a horrible ass person for even saying that, and I a hundred percent salute Biden for saying that he was proud of his son because. That's probably something Hunter needed to hear in that cur- current moment in time. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. But can we also talk about, like, how black people were a topic at this debate? It's like, why are we always a topic? And why is it even a discussion on whether or not, like, black people deserve the same type of rights as white people? Like, I don't think that people realize that nobody can be free, like, 100% free until everyone is free. Because that's kind of like conditional freedom. And that's it doesn't matter where you live in the world at that current point in time. Like, until everyone in this globe, in this world is free, all of our freedoms are conditional. And that's why, like, if you truly believe in freedom and you truly believe in, like, people's right to choose and this and that and all these amendments and stuff that Americans so proudly say that they are for, then, my friend, you need to have that same energy for the people in the Middle East and the people in Africa, for the people everywhere. Like, nobody is free until everyone is free. And if you don't understand that, then I think you should, like, go go get the brain checked out. <laughs> but, no, in all seriousness, I do, like, not like how we are a topic of debate. But can we talk about how this fool told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by? Like, that's basically him reinforcing everything that they do. And let's not talk about the celebration they had on Twitter. Lord, that celebration was something else indeed. Like, they were really 100% happy with what Trump had said. And, like, I don't know about y'all, but that is extremely alarming to me personally because, obviously, I'm a person of color. I'm half black, and, like, I look visibly black. So, for me, whenever, like, I heard this, I was extremely, like, scared because it's, like, are you telling them to stand back and stand by because eventually you're going to need them? Eventually you're going to tell them, all right, do whatever you need to do. Like it's, it's extremely alarming and it should have never been said.
yeah. That man is just embarrassing. But can we talk about how also in the debate, like, Trump made fun of Biden for constantly wearing a mask. He was like, he wears such a big mask. He could be talking 200 yards away from you and he's still going to have a mask on. And it was like not even less than two, three days later, like Trump got COVID. And I was so mad at myself because usually I stay up until like Fajr and then I go to sleep, which is bad. Don't be like me. But like, that's usually what I did do. And that particular night, I had went to sleep around 11.30. So, like, Twitter was exploding with all this commentary. And then, like, I'm late to the party not hearing anything. Like, not getting to experience the jokes in the time that it happened. But, like, you know what I mean? Not saying that we should clown the president. Like, obviously, everyone getting sick is an issue. But me, personally, I refuse to have sympathy for someone who didn't have sympathy for 200,000 lives. And 7 million people who currently, like, who have had it. And it's just, like, how do I have sympathy for someone who knowingly, like, obviously he's not responsible for every single death if we're using Republican logic. Because that's what all of them are saying on Twitter right now. But he is responsible for most of them because it could have clearly been avoided had he let people know that it was actually as serious as it was. But he didn't want to panic everyone. So everyone was running around like fools, touching each other and doing all these things. And he just sat back and watched it and let it happen. And honestly, that was extremely concerning to me. But it's Trump. I don't expect anything less of him. And, like, him acting like this is what he does. And I'm not going to say I wish him a speedy recovery. But, like, inshallah, whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out... What else I would like to talk about? Um, I think... Let me leave y'all with a little message. I think that it's extremely important that, like, we all get out and vote. If you can vote, if you can vote, there are other ways to help. But right now, we're going to talk about, like, the voters. Um, I think it's extremely essential that everyone gets out and vote not just because of like the presidential election and shit like that because like the presidential election is extremely weird in the sense of the electoral college and all of that stuff like it is so dumb it is so dumb but we're not we're not here to talk about that right now if you guys want an episode on like voting rights and shit like that just let me know and I'll definitely look forward to doing that But I think it's extremely essential that right now, at this moment in time, like, everyone gets out and votes because, like, we're voting for, like, the Senate, too. We're also voting for Congress. If you live in, like, the Bronx, Queens area that AOC um, lives in, please reelect her. I know I will. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, we're voting for a bunch of things, basically. And, like... It's extremely essential that we currently pack the House and Senate with, like, a bunch of Democrats because the Supreme Court is probably going to be, like, red at the end of this. At the end of this um, presidency, like, the way the Senate is going, they're probably going to have, like, a red Senate. I mean, a red... Supreme Court, like, majority of the 
the Supreme Court would be extremely like conservative Republican type beat. So this is extremely important, not just to me, but for like for yourself, for everyone in general that we vote. And like, even if you don't agree with all Democratic views and ideas, I think it's important that, well, the views of the Democrats but, like, it's extremely important that at this moment in time we think about the future. We only have seven years until, like, climate change is irreversible. And if we leave, like, if we leave it up to, like, the um, the people that we currently have in the Senate and in the House, we would never, ever, ever, basically, get to a point where we pass a law that helps, like, reverse climate change and stuff like that. And, honestly, we need it because... I don't know about child, but I'm trying to live a long and healthy life. And how can we do that if, like, climate change just Fs everything over? You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's important that we vote for, like, you know, all of our representatives and stuff like that. The people that will rep us in Washington, D.C. And our mayors and all of that. Like, please, please try your best to um, figure out, like, all the different policies that the people that are on your ballots are for and or against, like, you know, you got to keep all of these things in mind because it is essential that we, trying to say this in the most polite way, but I guess there's no way to be polite. It's extremely essential that we get all of those Republicans out of office. Mitch McConnell, I don't like you. I think I've made that extremely clear. Like, I feel like Mitch McConnell, because he has so much money, he's become out of touch with reality. Like, even with the whole, um, the whole, like, stimulus package that they were going to give out again. And, like, he is... I feel like the, whenever, like, the Heroes Act initially came out, he should have got on it then. He waited until, like, after... um After everything went left. And it's just horrible. Like, he... Ugh, we're not going to talk about him. But yeah, it's extremely essential that everyone goes votes, especially if you live in a swing state. I feel like swing state, people who live in swing states don't realize how much their votes matter, especially during presidential elections. Like me personally, I grew up between um, New York and California. And in both of the places that I lived in those states, they were extremely liberal. So it's like, regardless, my vote wouldn't have really mattered because at the end, I know that my, that part of my state was going to be blue. In terms of, like, the electoral college, that person who was going to have to vote on our behalf, I know that they would have to vote blue because we were, like, a blue town or a blue city or whatever the case was. So, so at the time, I thought it didn't matter. But, like, regardless of that being the logic, just go out and vote, especially if you live in a swing state because it's, like, you guys don't realize how much your votes matters because depending on, like, Hopefully, hopefully you, you have a good person, like, who's representing you. But, like, depending on who you are or what state you live in, I meant, depending on what state you live in, like, your vote is so important. Like, for example, if you live in Florida and, like, you might be that, you and a couple hundred people, obviously, might be that deciding factor as to whether or not, like, that particular region of your state votes blue or red or whatever the case is. So it's just, I don't know how much I can stress this, but just go out and vote. Like, it's really not that hard. Um, 
I think that's not the only, that's like one of the first few steps that we could take towards change. And I think it's one of the most essential ones, obviously, like alongside like rallying together and protesting, because like at in the end, allyship is the only thing that leads to change. If there's a specific group of people just lobbying for change for like their specific cause, obviously in that case, it looks like kind of like selfish and selfishly motivated. But if like, if there are people of different races, like white people and black people and Asian people and everything, like if everyone is rallying together for the idea of like, you know, ending police brutality, then they have, they have to listen to us. Like people don't realize how much allyship matters in the case of protesting and rallying together and fighting for change and justice and peace and all of that stuff. I also wanted to say a little a little bit about the whole rioting thing. Um, I think people are right to be angry. And I understand, like, people who are mad because, like, their family businesses have been destroyed. And I'm not for, like, destroying small businesses. Especially since most of these small businesses, and especially where I live, they happen to be, like, run by people of color. I think, like, for example, a Target or... Let me shut up. Let me let them not say that I am perpetuating the burning of buildings. But what I'm saying is if you're rioting, make sure it's a company that you know won't lose anything from their business being looted or rioted or whatever. Because to be honest, sometimes justice has to come before there can be peace. And um, I think people of color and specifically black people have yet to see justice in a lot of the cases of them of people being killed like in the case of Trayvon Martin in the case of Eric Gardner in the case of all these people like I don't think justice was ever properly properly served in the case of George Floyd in the case of Breonna Taylor like you know the list goes on and on I'm saying the more popular names but like obviously the list is extremely long like we could go all the way back to Emmett Till we could go all the way back like even before that but like obviously obviously like I don't remember what I was saying yeah obviously you need justice before peace a lot of the times like if um, if america and the justice system isn't really going to serve justice obviously people are going to get justice on their own one way or another and if they constitute that that justice is looting they're going to do it and if you really want peace and if you really want everyone to like you know calm down stand back sit down all that stuff then you would serve justice obviously that's not what america wants america doesn't want peace because if they wanted peace the killer of Breonna Taylor, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be getting charged because he bullets hit a wall and could have flew into the next apartment. He would have been charged because he killed her. And that's the truth. And that's how I feel in all honesty. And there's nothing that can really be done to change that. So I think that's something really important to think about. And I think everyone should think about that. Like take a few minutes to understand that a lot of the times, first comes justice, then comes peace. And if there is no justice, there will be no peace. Okay? And that is on period. But anyways, the next thing is... The next like thing that I want to leave you guys with is... I really hope that you are fighting 
fighting fighting and hoping like fight hoping that your community will move towards a more community-led policing initiative like i don't think you guys understand how essential it is that we kind of change the way that you know policing is done within our society because it's honestly disgusting and I think I read a study, well, I know I read a study where they were like, I don't remember what town it was, but they moved towards a more um, community-led policing approach and they've had less crime. And that makes sense, to be honest, because, like, why would, you wouldn't want to steal from your own community. And if it's like, for example, if it's like someone that you've, someone you've known all your life, like watching over the block. Obviously, you're not going to try and be disrespectful to that person and steal or whatever. I think also, like, a lot of the time, crime does come with things that American society has put into that particular community. For example, hunger, poverty, etc. If someone is hungry, they're going to steal for some food. If someone is poor, they're going to get what they need to get. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So it's not just like an, a crime thing or a black people thing or this or that. It's the way our society has functioned and our society has led us up to this point And it has been nothing else. And the fact that anyone would even suggest that something else has led up to this point is honestly, like, extremely weird to me, to say the least. I think the last thing is... Well, the second to last thing is try your best to stay informed. Like for me, for example, I know there's a um, number of pages that I follow on my spam account that um, talk about like social issues and stuff like that. And oftentimes like I'll post them on my main or whatever, but stay informed. Like 18 by 18 is a really good, um, good like organization. It's run by Yara Shahidi and I think it's, a really good organization to like understand basically the basic level of like some of the policies that you might have to vote on. Like I know this year, um, New Jersey is voting on whether or not marijuana should be legalized. And it's like stuff like that. Like it's important that like you look into like different organizations and like stay informed and like, read up on all these things because if you don't like try to inform yourself they're not going to tell you because they're trying to suppress like your voice anyway so why would they tell you about what's going on you know i'm just you know just a thought that i'm putting out there like stay informed read a book you know continue to like gain that knowledge and stuff like that i know there's um i don't know two minute I forgot the name, but it's like, I think Amelie is the person who runs that as well. Like, she'll send you, like, you know, something, I think, every Sunday. And it'll be, like, information on all the latest current events. And, like, put into simple form because sometimes people don't have the attention span to, like, you know, learn up on social justice issues. These are things that, um, honestly, are very interesting to me. And if they're not interesting to you, I can understand why it would be so freaking hard to, like, listen to them. But, yeah, um, I think that is it. That is all I'm going to say for today. The last, you know, the last little bit is please, no matter what happens, what, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter how you're feeling, and no, no matter if it seems like everything is falling apart, 
don't lose hope nor be sad. Have faith that like we'll be able to change and our generation will be the generation that like puts an end to all of these different issues, you know? Don't lose hope, be sad, and keep pushing for the change that you want in your community. I'm Class Ali, and this has been Unrelatable, Unreliable. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at underscore Eclass Official. And yeah, that is it. Bye, guys.